seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor, and I'm your host for Live Joy, Share Joy. Friends, so many times I'm out there and talking to people, and they tell me, well, miracles don't exist. Miracles just happened in the time of Jesus. I cannot think of a better topic to cover today than miracles. Are they real? Do they exist? And how does Jesus use miracles today to draw us into deeper relationship with him and also provide an opportunity for us to witness? I cannot think of someone better to come in and talk to us than the miracle queen in my eyes, Lisa Rother. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, and I'm glad you're here because when we start going into your miracle journey, like people are going to be like, oh, wow, she really is a walking miracle. <laughs> it's yep. so true. It's so true. Lisa, for people that don't know you, you own Rother's Just Desserts. I mean, that's I like one of the biggest things that everybody knows you for if you've ever been to Bemidji or somebody has sent you there. Yep. But you're so much more than that, right? Very much so. Yeah. Um, so aside from being a business owner, I am a wife, mother to four beautiful children, uh, three boys, one girl. Um, just a, a very, very busy, active person. Yes, you are. Well, and I even the first time when I met you and we started talking about this, it took us a while to connect because you are that busy of a person. Yes. Like this is a real thing for you. Yes, there's there's nights where I swear I need to uh, sleep at my bakery and <laughs> just, just set up a nice little cot back there and take a nap. That's probably your peaceful place, right? It is. It really is. It's the place where I can go and um, I can just I can think I do a lot of thinking while I'm while I'm doing my baking. And if I don't have anything to think about, then I, I actually always have music kind of going in my, in my head. Um, I think I got that from my, my grandma Yoder. Um, she always was humming when she was baking. Always. Oh my gosh. I love that. We're going to get more to baking in, in later in the show, but I really want to get to this concept of miracles. Mm -hmm. And when I was talking to you about coming on the show, you started talking to me about your history, your relationship with the Lord, and how you just had the opportunity to witness miracle after miracle. Yes. So let's go back into, at what point did you know the Lord? Like, is this something you had faith all your life? What did this look like for you? Um, I would say I probably had faith my entire life. Uh, we have a very uh, rich background um, in in knowing and worshiping God. Um, it all starts with uh, my my grandpa Yoder, uh, Herman Yoder. He was a Mennonite minister, actually. Um, so we had you know that richness and fullness in our lives. Uh, so if we had any questions um, about it, uh, we would know to be able to go to him, um, to go to my mother, uh, grandmother. We're a very, very close-knit family, so if there was ever any questions that we needed answered, um, if we were having any doubts, there was always someone to be able to go to and and be able to get those answers. I love that. I mentoring. It's like I think about mentoring, going to someone for answers. That is such a critical part of our faith and our upbringing and relationship with the Lord. I, yep. I just think it's such a key piece for people. Yep. Um, I believe I was probably, oh gosh, I must have been eight or nine years old when I accepted um, Jesus into my heart. And from there, you know, as a child, you don't necessarily think about how God can work in your life. Um, I grew up knowing it firsthand. Um, 
when I was four years old, my mother, uh, my two sisters, myself, we were all in a car accident that would leave my mother paralyzed for life. And just the fact that the only person that was injured, like severely injured in that accident was my mother. Um, us three girls, it was the 80s, uh, you know, seatbelts weren't a thing back then. And so none of us were wearing our seatbelts. The only person that was um, severely injured was my mother. And she is still with us today, um, thriving, doing great. Um, we did, uh, my dad passed away uh, three years ago from head and neck cancer. And we actually live with my mom now so that we, she can stay in her own home. And so like I said, we're a very, very close-knit family. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm, I mean, praise the Lord on so many levels, right? Like you said, mm -hmm. with your mom and with that situation. Because yeah. when I talked to you, like, it was a miracle that she even lived. Yes. Even when the EMS and everybody was commenting, nobody thought that she yep. was going to live. No, no, not at all. Um, back in the 80s, uh, I, I grew up in Bagley. And so back in the 80s, when this car accident happened, we didn't even have 911 back then. Um, and you know, we were three little girls, uh, ages three, four, and seven. And my mom, uh, we couldn't find her after the car accident. Um, you know, we were, we were yelling for her, searching for her. We couldn't find her. And so, you know, three little girls, um, climbing up this extremely steep hill, um, looking for our mom, you know, we're scared. We had just crawled out of a, a car wreck. Well, two of us had, um, my younger sister, Linda, she was actually thrown from the vehicle. So it's a miracle that she's even alive today. Um, but, uh, you know, we went uh, across the road, found uh, an open door. My older sister, Laura, we went into the house and she took care of us and, and tried to get the bleeding stopped. And when the homeowner came came home and found us there, you know, not only extreme shock and surprise, but, um, you know, they, they immediately called an ambulance and, and got us taken care of. And, um, my mom was actually found in the opposite ditch. Um, she had been thrown from the vehicle and, um, she had landed on a fairly large rock and that had actually broken her back and severed her spinal cord. So she uh, ended up being a paraplegic. But yeah, um, again, you know, miracles, yeah. things that things that could have happened. Um, my my sisters and I, you know, we all were transported to the hospital. And the the one thing that really stuck out to me um, after, because we were able to see my mom come in um, on the ambulance. And I remember her, and four years old, but I remember her coming in and just saying, I'm so sorry. And I just, I remember thinking that that was going to probably be the last time I ever saw my mom. And, you know, the, the community of uh, Bagley, they, they just surrounded us with so much love after all of that happened. Um, my, my dad, you know, he just, he jumped into, I call it superhero mode. Um, you know, he did what he had to do. He made sure that we were taken care of. Um, the community took care of us. My grandparents took care of us. It was, it was quite amazing. Yeah. I'm just getting tears just thinking about this because even though 
it was so many years ago. Mm-hmm. It in a bizarre way, it feels like it could have been yesterday. Most definitely, um, uh, the anniversary of her accident was actually just a few days ago. Um, so I believe we're, I believe it's thirty eight years wow. since the car accident. So, um, you know, and a lot of people are extremely impressed that my my dad hung in there. Um, unfortunately, in situations such as this, you do see marriages break up. And my grandma Yoder actually one time asked my dad, why did you stay when so many others would have left? And his reply was, when I said, until death do us part, I meant it. Hmm. And that is really what has stuck with me in my head for my life and my marriage is that, you know, you put 100% into it. When you make a promise, you keep that promise. Yeah. Amen. It almost feels like that could be a miracle in and of itself, right? Most definitely. Because look at how many marriages just can crumble and Mm -hmm. fall apart at not even something as significant as this. Yep. And, and that's an encouragement, I think, for also for people who are married. Yes, um, yes, absolutely. And, you know, the struggles that we faced when I was growing up, um, you know, not only physical uh, disability, but just the monetary struggles um, of having a single income household back in the 80s, trying to raise three children. Um, I, I can't imagine trying to do that exact same thing today. Wow. I mean, God provided, right? He did. God he did, was most there. Definitely. God provided. Well, the miracles for you don't stop there. So let's let's continue in life here then moving forward yeah, for you. Absolutely. Um, you know, so our my entire life has kind of been just one miracle after another. Um, again, you know, after my mom's car accident, just the miracle that... Um, my father was the kind of man that he was, and he was the strongest man I could possibly imagine. Um, you know, he's, we call him our superhero. So about, uh, well, almost seven years ago, um, I became pregnant with my fourth child. And um, everything was fairly normal uh, for the first probably three, four months, there was a 50-50 chance of if I would have had him or not. Um, Once things kind of worked out, everything was, um, we were able to celebrate and tell everyone that we were expecting uh, again. But um, when I went into labor, things kind of really went downhill fast. So... When you say downhill really fast, tell mm-hmm. me what that looks like. Well, um, you know, we went in. Uh, it was it was fairly normal. You know, my water broke, and you know, we go into the hospital, and um, the actual delivery was relatively uneventful at first. Um, as soon as he was uh, delivered, um, I. For those ladies out there who have had uh, natural deliveries, as soon as you deliver your child, you get this instant sense of just relief, pain-free relief. It's, you know, again, a miracle <laughs> considering, how, <laughs> considering how painful birth can be. Um, but, um, yeah, so we ended up um, with uh, some major issues. So as soon as he was born, within 10 to 20 seconds after he was born, I knew something was severely wrong. 
we're going to get to what was severely wrong because we're going to take a brief pause. I feel like it's always the cliffhanger time, right? <laughs> it is. And, and it probably felt like a little bit of a cliffhanger even in your own life when this was going on. Most definitely. We're going to hear what happened when we started to see something was severely wrong. We're going to talk about the rest of the story. We're going to take a brief pause. We are talking with Lisa Rother. We are talking about joy. We're talking about miracles. We're talking about life, my friends. Please stay with us. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy. When it comes to planning for your future, you want an advisor who understands your Christian values. Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson offer financial planning based on biblical principles. They can help you plan for your goals in a way that is consistent with your faith. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson today. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 First Street East in Park Rapids. Ameriprise Financial offers financial services without regard to religious affiliation or cultural background. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218-248-6556. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. Nourishing Ways by Kelly Joe, personalized nutrition coaching designed to help women ditch dieting for good and cultivate confidence in themselves so they can nourish their bodies with the food they love without the stress and guilt. Hi, I'm Kelly Joe. I have over 20 years working as a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor. Let me help you live the joy-filled life you crave. Contact me today on Facebook at Nourishing Ways, that's W-E-I-G-H-S, or call me today at 218-368-4911. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We are speaking with Lisa Rother. We are talking about joy, miracles. We're talking about life. And walking into the break, Lisa, you were getting us literally to the point of babies delivered. Mm -hmm. You have that moment of relief. And then all of a sudden, something's not okay. Mm -hmm. Take us to that moment. So, um, Owen, uh, it it was a boy. (laughs) (laughs) Owen was born. And, you know, the, the doctor put him up on my chest and um, he was taking care of things that he needed to take care of. And I just, I felt like something was very, very wrong. I, I still had quite a bit of pain and my vision started to get blurry and I started to kind of have the black come in. And I told him, I said, something's not right. And the doctor said, yeah, we're having, we're having problems um, getting the placenta and the the next words out of his mouth were, okay, here it comes. Oh my, that's a giant blood bubble. 
And that was kind of the last thing that I remember. So everything from there on, um, I was told more by my husband. So most of the rest of this is from his perspective of what went on. Um, so he was trying his best to um, get everything situated and figured out um, up in the room, but I was just bleeding out. Um, my my husband um, vividly remembers going um, into the corner of the room, holding our new son, and just watching this scene. So, um, you know, he's, he's telling me that uh, I was bleeding out so fast that there was literal buckets of blood and I'm sorry to maybe a little gory but um you know I was bleeding out so fast that they they were like okay we need to get her down into surgery immediately so they rushed me down to surgery to do a DNC to try and see if they can get that placenta out they tried that it failed so they ended up opening me up to do an emergency hysterectomy um, because that was the only way that they were going to get this to stop. And this entire time, I'm just bleeding out, and they can't stop it. Um, so they get, the, uh, they get me opened up, and as soon as they open me up, they see what the problem is. Um, what had happened is I had an undiagnosed placenta procreta. It's extremely rare, does not happen very often at all. The chances of you having it are... I, I don't even know what it is. It's like one in a few thousand or a few hundred thousand. I'm not even sure what it is. Um, what it is is um, the placenta actually grew through my uterus and not only attached to the bladder, but grew through into my bladder. So there was bladder invasion. Usually things like this are caught in ultrasounds. And because of the issues I had had with my son with my pregnancy early on, I had had several ultrasounds done. Um, I would say at least nine plus ultrasounds. And never once did they find it because it was apparently just in a, a bad spot where they weren't able to see it. So they get in there and they remove my uterus. They removed some of my bladder. They stitched me back up. And meanwhile, you know, as fast as I'm bleeding out, they're pumping blood in. It got to the point where I actually ran Bemidji Hospital out of blood. I, I took up all of the blood. Um, and so they got me back up into ICU. I kind of remember waking up just long enough for my husband to lean into me and tell me that we had a little boy and that he was very healthy and doing great. You know, while all this is going on, I'm still oozing blood. Um, Bemidji's now out of blood. They're sending over to Fargo to try and get more, but because they're unable to figure out why I'm bleeding, where I'm bleeding from, and they can't stop it, they decided to life flight me down to Abbott Northwestern in uh, the cities. So obviously, you're getting all this from other people. Yep. At this point, you don't even really no. have a clarity other than you had a son and he was healthy. And yep. There had to be a piece about that somewhere yes. at some level, right? Yes, Absolutely. So they life flight you down to mm -hmm. Abbott. So um, during the life flight, I actually received two more units of blood. Um, they get me down to Abbott, and things are pretty grim. My, my father and my husband, they race down to Abbott to meet me down there. They actually pulled up shortly after the ambulance. Now, this all took place in December of 2015. 
it was actually too cold that day for the helicopter to go. So I ended up um, being taken down there by fixed wing plane. And so by the time I landed there and was taken by ambulance over to Abbott, my dad and my husband had already gotten there. So that just kind of tells you, you know, they, they were desperate to get down there to make sure that everything was okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, so I get down there and I'm in the ER and they're, you know, getting me all checked in and checking me over and everything. Meanwhile, blood product is still being pumped in and they get me up to ICU. The ICU doctors get a chance to look at me and they come out to my husband and they, they're just kind of shaking their head and they're telling him she's not going to make it. You need to prepare yourself. She's not going to make it. And my husband, he said that he just, he felt his heart just literally drop out of him. He, he and I, you know, we've, we've been best friends for the last 25 years. You know, we've been through thick and thin together. He's been there so much through everything with me. And for him to know that, sorry, I'm starting to tear up now, (laughs) for him to know that he was no longer going to have his best friend with him, to be there by his side, to help him raise his four children, um, he, he didn't know what to do. The only thing that he could think to do was to pray. In situations such as that, you always feel yourself not just praying, but so, you know, urgently, but you're, you're begging, you know, you're pleading. You know, he, he didn't, he didn't think I was, I was going to make it, but he also on the back burner, he knew that I'm an extremely stubborn person. You can't make me do what I don't want to do. (laughs) And, you know, in my mind, I must have been thinking, hey, I have a baby. I have a family to raise. I don't have time for this. Um, So, uh, you know, the doctors are telling him this. And um, at this point, um, I was still apparently lucid. But uh, my breathing started to deteriorate. And so they did end up intubating me. Well, apparently I was trying to pull out the intubation tube and trying to pull out all this other stuff. I was fighting it. Uh, So they ended up putting me in a coma. Now, the coma was only supposed to last for 24 to 72 hours at the most. And when they tried to wake me up after 72 hours, I absolutely would not wake up. Um, they tried everything they could. Um, meanwhile, while I'm not waking up from this coma, my kidneys start to shut down. So everything that you could think that could go wrong went wrong. My kidneys shut down. I was throwing blood clots. They had me on dialysis to try and, and, and get, me, get me going again. And I was throwing so many clots, I ended up clogging up the dialysis machine. I had... Uh, a DVT in my right arm. Um, so, you know, it was just literally one thing after another. And then um, eventually after day, oh, probably day seven, they diagnosed me with something called critical illness myopathy. Now, that's something that you don't normally see in an ICU patient unless they have been in the ICU for months. And at this point, I had only been in there for days. So they're treating me for that. They're treating me for everything else that is going wrong. Meanwhile, I'm still bleeding. 
still can't figure out what's going on. They've done every test they can, x-rays, MRIs, CTs, everything. And they're getting to the point where I've been intubated for so long that they're going to have to give me a tracheotomy because I, they, they didn't think that I was going to wake up. They kept telling my husband she is not going to wake up. And then I did start showing some signs of improvement. And at that point, the doctors are like, okay, if she wakes up, she is not going to be the woman that you knew. She is going to be a vegetable. If she's not a vegetable, she is going to have the mental capacity of a five-year-old. And, you know, so they kept naysaying this whole time. And this whole time, my husband kept telling them, you're wrong, you're wrong. She's stubborn. She's, she's going to come through. And he just kept praying and trying his hardest to keep everything together and keep our other, you know, our older kids encouraged that they were going to see their mom again. And you did wake up. I did wake up. I woke up on day 14, uh, the day that they were going to put the trach in me. I woke up. Wow. Praise the Lord. And they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe that I had woken up. No, absolutely not. Um, they kept telling my husband, prepare yourself, prepare yourself. Um, they, they did not believe that I was going to wake up. And the day that I woke up, my husband had been telling them all day, she keeps looking at me. And the doctor said, no, 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 that's, that's a spasm. She's not looking at you. And the doctor came up to me and, and he's, you know, shining the flashlight in my eyes and, and he's saying, Lisa. And apparently at that point, that's right when I, I looked at him and the doctor was just, he, he was taken aback. He's shocked. And he's like, he's like, oh my, oh my gosh, she looked at me. And Paul's like, I told you, I told you she looked at you. And he just kept saying my name and, and they said, all right, if you can hear me, blink your eyes. And I did. Oh my gosh, praise the Lord. My gosh, I feel like we could go on and on. And of oh, course, yeah. <laughs> as always, the time meter is going. Yes. Lisa, you not only came out from, you woke up, you are here, mm -hmm. everything is great. And you ended up opening Rollers Just Desserts. Yes. You had this amazing adventure. And here you are today to testify that miracles do happen. Yes. Amen. Miracles do happen. Any closing thoughts you want to share with everybody on miracles? <sighs> Never count miracles out. You know, God is, God is pure love. And he doesn't always give us the miracle that, he, that we feel that we want. But he gives us the miracles that we need. Yeah. Amen. Lisa, thanks so much for joining us today. I'm encouraged and I feel so blessed just having this conversation. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We want to thank all of you for choosing to listen today and remind you that miracles do happen. We want to thank Lisa Rother of Rother's Just Desserts for coming in to share her testimonies of miracles. Thanking you again for listening. Thanking Philip Elke for engineering today's program. Reminding you to live, share, and lead with joy. This is Deb McGregor. Have a great day, everyone. Live joy, share joy, shine your light to the world. This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.